We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Congresswoman, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. I just had a, a story, and I know you've been working on this for a while when it comes to illegal immigrants, and now it's come up. Title 42... They're going to rescind that. It looks like May 23rd. I was talking about a Democrat, Senator Tester out of Montana, writing a letter to Mayorka saying, hey, you can't do that. We're going to be overwhelmed. Estimates put it at 500000 a month to surge the border. What are your thoughts? The removal of Title 42 will be a disaster, making the situation, which is already completely untenable at the southwest border, uh, uncomprehensible. I just... I cannot stress enough how important it is that we keep Title 42 in place. And, you know, this week it has been nothing but fighting for keeping this policy in place, which is the health emergency um, status at the border that allows the Border Patrol agents to apprehend individuals and then turn them back instead of releasing them into the United States. And if you look at where we are currently we're at we're we're seeing about eight thousand a day, eight thousand illegals a day that are being apprehended. About half are getting turned around and sent back under Title Forty Two, and then the other half is being released into the United States. If Title Forty Two goes away, as this administration has said that they want it to, that means that those numbers will not only completely be released into the United States at taxpayer expense on planes, trains, and automobiles. But you're going to see a quadrupling of the numbers. We're already seeing caravans starting to form in Central and South America. We're already seeing the advertisements online um, from the cartels through Facebook and Snapchat and TikTok advertising services. And if you just think of the money that the cartels are making off of this administration's policies at bare minimum, the government is estimating that the cartels are making $32 million a day. A day. A day. That's over a billion in a month. And when you start putting that kind of money and that kind of power in the hands of those that want to do ill will, they're turning Mexico into an even bigger narco state. They're investing in a network and infrastructure for cyber terrorism. They're starting to build up an operation that is going to rival the Mexican government in terms of of, of, of just basic goods and services. It, it, it is absolutely wild. And in fact, yesterday, Homeland Secretary Mayorkas was in Washington, D.C., in the Capitol. We had a um, off-the-record discussion. And let me tell you, tensions were running high. And I had the opportunity to talk to him face-to-face, off-the-record, and I told him that This is completely unacceptable, the lack of communication from their office, his positions, his lack of visibility at the border, uh, the lack of trust that he has um, in, in the people and the Border Patrol agents. But more importantly than that, I shared with him timestamps of overdoses in Gainesville from the night before, 
My husband worked a double shift. As you all know, he's a firefighter for the city of Gainesville. And I shared the timestamp of overdoses in a single night. And he just looked shocked. Like, I've heard this happen, but I can't believe I'm actually talking to someone who's experiencing this firsthand. And you think it's bad now. Wait till Title 42 goes away. We are going to see a horrific, horrific thing happening in our country being completely overrun. Well, with I, crime, I, homelessness, and opioids. I, I, we know the downsides. We've discussed them on this show. You have been, you know, great at bringing them to the forefront. All of these things we know. We know you've talked to Secretary Mayorka several times in public, and he actually said there's not a problem at the border. That's the public stand, I guess. But if you're having off the record, behind the scenes, having a beer with somebody after work, whatever, what exactly is the defense? Is there a defense for this open border policy that uh, Biden, I guess, with a stroke of a pen, decided to initiate? What's their defense? What's the upside? There's got to be a positive. Why else would they do it if it's all negative? For them, and and truly, I, I wish that there had been cameras in the room because some of the commentary out of Mayorkas's mouth was stunning to hear. I, I, I sat there and, and listened to my colleagues who said, we want you to go. We are supporting efforts for your impeachment. Like, we all are agreeing that he needs to go. And he fires back, you think I'm bad? Wait till you see who comes next. That, to me, was a wow. stunning admission of that he's not really in control, that he is stuck in this weird quagmire of he doesn't truly have any sense of I can make decisions that will be implemented in a field. It's clear that this is coming from the White House. It's clear that he is just a do boy. And I do believe that he he feels for for the situation. You you could tell that in some way he's like, I don't know what to do because I'll get fired by the White House or I'll you know, it's a no win situation for him. But if he had an ounce of integrity, he would resign and he would publicly state that he disagrees what with what is going on but he won't do that because i think that he is a coward and so some of the admissions that he has made um i think are absolutely stunning and reflective of the fact that this administration does not care that the borders are open they do not care about the criminals that are coming across they do not care that there are known terrorists coming across the southwest border they don't care because they see votes and with the agenda that they have of an open border policy coupled with Nancy Pelosi's federalization of our elections, it's very clear to me that this is a plan to grant amnesty, to allow non-citizens to vote, to guarantee that the Democrats win elections from here forward. I, I, and I, I think they're... I think this is all part of the wave that they see coming in the November, and this is their way to counter it. Well, yeah, but they're not going to counter it in time, are they? I mean, if if the midterms, they get absolutely uh, slaughtered, they're not going to be able to institute that agenda. So it couldn't be instituted by then, could it? Well, keep in mind that the quote-unquote For the People Act, which I call For the Politicians Act, that passed the House. That is sitting at the Senate level and if they can wheel and deal in the Senate to get that passed, Biden would sign that in a heartbeat, which immediately would mean that anyone who is in this country, whether you got here yesterday or you got here 10 years ago and you're not a citizen, you're eligible to vote then. 
I mean, so wouldn't that Washington have it? Wouldn't there be an a, there'd be an immediate filing um, on the constitutionality of such a thing? Correct. Oh, absolutely. We would be fighting. I mean, we continue to fight it every single day. But you see what's happening in the Senate this week. They're wheeling and dealing over the confirmation of of Judge Jackson and COVID relief money to the tune of ten billion. I just got word this morning that they're trying to marry Ukraine aid with COVID relief, despite the fact that we have $800 billion of COVID relief money that's still just sitting there. And they're going to try to slip in some elements of what the House has passed with voting rights. Make no mistake, the the Senate is hell-bent, Chuck Schumer is hell-bent on passing the gross liberal progressive agenda by any means necessary. And if they are going to survive in these upcoming elections, they have to do something now. So they'll give up something big in the Senate if it means incorporating parts of their voting bill. Yeah, it's not just Democrats. Mitt Romney has come out. He supports this uh, uh, this judge, uh, and 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 he voted against her. Uh, you know, at the uh, at the uh, circuit court level, voted against her, but now he's all for her. That's bizarre. It's totally bizarre, and I just wish he would go ahead and change his voter affiliation because he clearly does not stand for what Republicans and conservatives stand for. He clearly is about himself and the liberal progressive agenda and no intention of stopping it. This is the highest court in the land, and he is okay confirming someone like this despite his previous record of saying no. We don't, we don't need people like that in Washington. We don't need Republicans like that in Washington. And quite frankly, I'm sick of it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.